Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Jamie Creel with Shelter Insurance. Come see how we've built a name that you can trust and why it is a must to get your free quote today with our Switch and Save. Located in Ridgeland and Florida, Mississippi, give us a call, 601-992-6000. Welcome to Weekend Gardening with your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mamas on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Good morning. If you are listening live, good afternoon. If you're listening to the rebroadcast and hello, how you doing? If it's two o'clock in the morning and you've decided to download from on demand or the podcast, this is Weekend Gardening. Thank you so much for being here. This is perhaps the most fun week in my neck of the woods, and perhaps yours. It may have been last week. It might be next week. It's tulip time, and I mean for about a minute. <laughs> They're so beautiful in the garden. I love, love, love to go and buy a bouquet at the farmer's market because they'll be tightly budded, just starting to come open a little bit, and you have several days out of them, and you didn't have to grow them. But the best part about growing them, of course, is the day that you walk out and there's color where there wasn't any before. It's a delight. Tulips are different from other bulbs. We have many, 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 many bulbs that in the southeastern part of the United States and other climates around the world that are similar to ours, think Portugal, lots and lots of bulbs are perennialized. But in the case of tulips here, We do not have the conditions that will allow them to multiply. The mother bulb puts out baby bulbs in the summertime in the right conditions, and our conditions are just not right. Too hot, too this, too that. So oftentimes we leave them in the ground, and the next year the leaves come up, but because there wasn't enough summer and there wasn't enough winter either, we don't get the flowers that we were hoping for the second or the third year. Yes, there are a few tulips that do rebloom in the deep south. Very few. There are a few. And, for of course, those are fun, but I like being able to get a different batch of nice tall tulips each year, plant them. They're not expensive. Treat them like your favorite annual. Strew them everywhere. Put them in the flower beds. Grow some containers, whatever you want. And then that day when you walk out and they're in bloom and not a great deal else is, it is the jewels of the garden. Today is guilty pleasure day in the tulip world, and I'm happy to be celebrating it. I know that um, we don't get much, you know, luckily it didn't rain the first day some of them opened (laughs) because that can really be a problem. And, yes, sometimes they freeze. But gardening's a gamble, and this this year we won the tulip lottery, so that's fun. Want to talk about it? Want to talk about something else on your green mind today? The Super Talk call line is open to you triple eight eight zero eight eight six three seven. Your conversations with me, your texts on the Ceasefire text line six zero one eight seven nine four three nine five, and of course the emails that you send me during the week. Um, I'm I'm multitasking, but I'm not triple tasking. I can't do all three things while I'm here. But you do send me a bunch of emails during the week, and sometimes that becomes the conversation here as well. So what's going on? I look forward to another 
day or two before it rains again in my house of some really perfectly beautiful gardening weather. The radishes are up in the salad table. The the little the skin what I call skinny beans. They're beans that really just make a little bitty pod and and a very tall stem. Well compared to the pod. Those are up also in the salad table because the whole business is not a foot tall. But yes, I have the wrap ready to go around the base of it to keep the bottom of the soil warm. And yes, I have the, the hoops on top, not only to keep the cats out of the salad table, but also to be able to put the plastic on top because it is going to get cold again. You've heard me say it, it will get cold again. For those of you who are planting oh, I don't know, summer crops like tomatoes or at least late spring crops. You better be covering them up and you better hope that your soil is warm enough already for them. That's all I can tell you. And they can be done. I'm not saying it can't be done. It can. But there's so many other things to plant right now. There's peas, and there well, that, that was actually peas I was talking about, not beans. I apologize. Um, it's, there, there are peas, and there are radishes. There's beets. There's kohlrabi, for heaven's sake. There's lettuce. There's so many things that we can only grow in this cooler zone as we move towards springtime, which will be here very soon. That reminds me to tell you that uh, today... Say hello to everybody when you get to the Brookhaven Camellia Society's show happening this morning. If you if you would be so kind when you get past my dear friends at Mizell's Camellia Nursery, tell them Garden Mama said hi. I want to see how many people will actually do that for me. <laughs> They're great. Get your plants. And by the way, all of my plants from them um, are still alive. Had a few little nipped edges but they're, they're they're all in good shape today um also is the day that i want to remind all of you to come with me on saturday next saturday march 11th to buds and blooms i will be there at one o'clock speaking about perennials and we're going to have a lot of fun so y'all please please join me there they're so nice i love going to see them and I'm really looking forward to it this year particularly because it's it's a, going to be a beautiful day. And, and, of course, it's the last day before the daylight savings changes. So, sadly, we will then have to spring forward yet again. Didn't they do away in the law that, that it's changed now and this is the last year that we're going to do it? Or is there one more? I don't know. I think there might be one more round. I don't know. Well, I have to say... David hasn't, I don't know, he hadn't given me any details, but it's an interesting picture, David. <laughs> They're lovely. Because I like insects. They're particularly lovely. Chris in Summit's got his tomatoes inside. That's That looks great. It's a beautiful setup. He'll be ready. He's, he's not pushing it. <laughs> oh, fun. Tulips and Sardis. That's beautiful. The first one in... Pam's garden today. That's lovely. Thank you for showing me. I appreciate it. They really are. It's just such such a great day when they bloom. So much fun. I'm. I, I don't know how much more duh file I can do. There are so many things that we are being told that people are actually spending a lot of time researching, and yet animals are key to restoring the world's forests. Wouldn't you think so?
I'm, I don't know. It's, anyway, it's just some more stuff, just some more things going on in the world. It, and it's not like it's, you know, anybody dumb. It's the Max Planck people that are doing the research on it. But they've been working on uh, – every time I hear about these things, I, I'm, I'll confess, I think about how much jet fuel it takes to go to the U.N. climate talks in Egypt and the biodiversity talks in Montreal. <laughs> I wonder if any of the same people go to both meetings. I don't know. Anyway, forest restoration, of course, is important. Now, meanwhile, the same point we want to be talking about this based on climatic events, weather, storms, whatever – we also have to understand that we are steadily still taking down the forest that, that is the Amazon that's basically the lungs of the planet. So just remember that part of it. If you think you've already planted enough trees, you might want to get somebody else to plant some you know, because we do need some more. But why would you think that the animals are important? Well, of course, they disperse seeds. Um, they also make an awful lot of places more habitable than they are simply by living in them and cultivating the food sources that are there. Yes, all those animals eating things, even the deer in your front yard, are actually pruning the plants a little bit for you. So it all works together in a natural environment. It may not work in your front yard. But uh, the tropical ecologist, who just has such a wonderful name, I have to, you know, you know me in alliteration. Daisy Dent says, animals are our greatest allies in reforestation. Yeah. Anyway, more more than just establishing the plant communities, we need the animals. I agree. That's entirely true, but I just would have thought we knew that already. Oh, well. Oh, well. So I've been pruning again. If you have not pruned your Vitex tree, you need to go out and see how far back down the stem is alive because certainly the top is tweaked everywhere except maybe Biloxi. Hey, y'all. Um, I, I have taken mine down, but I went ahead and did the heavier pruning this time. So I think it's going to be nice. It turned out just as I wanted to. I told you last week, I think, or maybe week before, that I wanted to bring it down so that the flowers would be in a better proportion to the rest of the landscape. It grown out of itself, and so that that I did. But I can't touch the sweet olive. It has now leafed out all the way out to the tips of all of its spindly branches, <laughs> and it's blooming. It's kind of weird looking, but it's 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 alive, and I'm happy for that. I am happy for that. <laughs> oh my goodness, Jeff's in Forest County. He's out of moonflower seeds. I'm I'm thinking. The last ones I ordered would have either been from Renee's Garden Seeds or from Territorial Seed. And I'm just saying that off the top of my head. I'm not looking at a, at a, at a, a catalog or anything. So let me know if I'm right, Jeff. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, my goodness. Last week, last week it was a really good week for mushrooms in our, um, in our minds. We discovered that lion's mane mushrooms are not only great to eat, but they magnify memory by boosting the growth of nerves in human beings. So that's really a good thing. Well, this week in the plant that we should all be paying more attention to department, from the American Phytopathological Society, a new study is revealing that licorice leaf extract is a bactericide and fungicide that can be used in 
in agriculture. They say both conventional and organic, but I don't feel like you need to. When it's a natural product, you don't need to make a distinction. Really, really wonderful to know. We we need more. We know, like for example, neem oil has those both of those qualities. We have some of that in oil of thyme. And there there are several things that we've discovered in the last several years. We always need another one. Part of keeping things like bacteria and fungi at bay from our plants is cultivating them in the proper way, selecting varieties that are going to grow in the first place. But it also comes down to if you have to treat for something, not using the same thing over and over and over. Because when you use the same thing over and over and over, it teaches the bacteria and fungi how to get around it. They're smart. <laughs> so pay attention. Let's see. Trey and Grenada. <laughs> Thank you, Trey. I hope, you know, this is Aunt Nellie's pickled beets that he has sent to me this morning. I appreciate that. And I do like them. I've actually eaten them. I'm not a, a pickled beet person, but those are pretty good. Now, Nellie is a name that has now become... I hesitate to say this. It, it, it's almost become a, 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 an acronym of itself. I mean, an icon of itself. In other words, there's nobody named Nellie, but there's all these Nellie's eggs and Nellie's mayonnaise. And it's not the same Nellie. Nellie's laundry soap. They're not the same Nellie, but it's a name that we conjure. And more than more than probably any other time in my life, in the last couple of years, I've had people ask me if that's actually my name or was my name Penelope or Cornelia or any of the other things that Nellie is short for, even Nell. Nope, it's Nellie. And the woman I was named for from Loosedale, Mississippi, is also Nellie. Well, was. She's passed away now. But the I don't know why, but it's a, it's a very popular name in that in that world. In my world, certainly. I'm, I'm not unhappy about my name. I used to not like it. Because it was too different. But once I got comfortable with the fact that I was probably going to be a little different anyway, it was not as hard to accept. This is National Robin Day. In case you didn't know it, um, I have a friend who posts pictures of robins outside his window all week this week. They are about here and around. But I'm thinking of another robin with my quote of the week. Being optimistic is like a muscle that gets stronger with use. Makes it easier when the tough times arrive. You have to change the way you think in order to change the way you feel. Who said that? I wish it had been me because it's really smart and I agree with it. But it is, in fact, Mississippi native and GMA anchor Robin Roberts. And she would know. So that's just something for you to hang on to today. If you if somebody's somebody's giving you any trouble about your always, you know, look on the bright side of life kind of point of view, think about it. If you don't, what's the alternative? Everything gets dark. That's not good. That's never good. I will not be planting tomatoes. I will be planting some more lettuce seeds. I planted, I, you know that I've been going through all the seeds in my drawers um, for this whole spring. They didn't come up. So I'm going to plant some more. <laughs> I have lots of lettuce to see whether any of it's still any good. If you're having in, in, experiences with lettuce that are less than perfect, you probably need to know that they just need to be pressed into the soil. They don't actually need to be covered with soil. They just need to be pressed in. 
And that means that if it rains hard, they're likely to wash right out of wherever you planted them. So save a few in case you need them for later. I also planted Swiss chard. They look pretty good. Um, I, I do have and, and like the rainbow chard, you know, the bright lights one. But I'm growing one that, that is from Renee's that made me think about it when I told Jeff to look for moonflowers there. Um, it, this is a peppermint stick one, which is really a good one. I grew it once before and liked it a lot, but I just had forgotten about it. And there, the, there was another pack of seeds. So I'm going to be, I'm going to be happy to enjoy that. Um, I, I like chard. I like chard when it's teeny tiny. Let's see. Let's talk to Ed for just a moment and then we'll get him to hold on if we need to. Hey, Ed. Welcome in, Ed. Hi there. Got a question about uh, daffodils and naked ladies. All right. Um, we've been growing them out at our place for so long that uh, I've run out of places to divide them. <laughs> and so we've been, oh, I can't even mow. We got so many. Um, but we've been thinking about selling them at the farmer's market. Uh, I was counting my naked lady clumps the other day, and I gave up after 100, and each of those has 40 to 50 bulbs wow. in them, some of them as big as, uh, almost as big as tennis ball, and others just your thumbnail, but um, when do you dig them up, and when do you uh, sell them, and when, you know, die, well, die, die. I, ideally, ideally, you will let them die back by half, you know, go back about halfway, and then dig them up. Let's talk about that right after a few messages from our sponsors, because I want to talk to you about how you're going to sell them. Can you hold on for me? Sure. Thanks, Ed. Guess what? We're going to get right with Lucinda, because this is Weekend Gardening. once-in-a-lifetime concert in the Super Talk Suite at the stadium. We've got them, and we're giving them away. It's Morgan Wallen with special guest Mississippi's own Hardy. Keep listening for more details on how you can win VIP suite seats from Morgan Wallen, live at Old Miss. Another fun way to win from Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi, King's Daughters Medical Center, First South Farm Credit, JumpstartTestPrep.com, and Toyota of Brookhaven. Welcome, Morgan Wallen, live. Y'all whiskey glasses, y'all sing it with me. Glory. Sunday night, April 23rd, at Vaught Hemingway.
Amway Stadium at Old Miss. For a sold out show. free tickets to win. And not just any free tickets. We're talking VIP tickets to watch this once-in-a-lifetime concert in the Super Talk Suite at the stadium. We've got them, and we're giving them away. It's Morgan Wallen with special guest Mississippi's own Hardy. Keep listening for more details on how you can win VIP suite seats from Morgan Wallen, live at Old Miss. Another fun way to win from Super Talk Mississippi. You can register to win tickets by going to Got Gear Motorsports on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. That's Got Gear Motorsports in Ridgeland. In 1920, John Albritton Sr. opened Albritton's Jewelry in downtown Jackson. With an expertise in watchmaking from his time with the Illinois Central Railroad, John not only sold but serviced pocket and dress watches for his fellow Mississippians. Albritton's has maintained that tradition to this day, with two full-time watchmakers on staff that are capable of repairing all major watch brands. Albritton's also offers a vast collection of fine watches built to fit any lifestyle. From dress styles in gold and stainless steel to sporty selections in carbon fiber, Albritton's has the watch for you. Come see why, since 1920, the people of Mississippi have chosen All Britons as their fine watch store. Quality and value go hand in hand at All Britons, All Britons Jewelers. Still waiting in lines and fighting the big crowds in Starkville and Oxford? The College Corner, where it's our job to make your Saturdays great. We have significantly increased our inventory, so there's even more to choose from. Come by, and our staff will have you in and out and on your way. Want to score at your next tailgate or home gate party? Then look for us online at collegecornerstore.com or come see us at our Ridgeland store and in Flowood. The College Corner, where it's our job to make your Saturdays great. ESISupply.net. It's not if you're going to have a spill at your business or workplace, it's when. ESISupply.net. Exorbent pads by the bundle or roll. ESISupply.net. Socknet boom products, oil gator, oil dry spill kits, and much more. ESISupply.net. Take it from Scary Gary. If it can spill, it's gonna. ESI Supply, 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910 or online at ESISupply.net. Welcome into Weekend Gardening. Let's get Ed back. Hey, Ed. Let's talk about your daffodils. Hi. Let's talk about your daffodils and your naked ladies. I'm going to guess that, that the naked ladies we're talking about are the big pink t- tubular-shaped flowers that are probably going to be on a two-foot stem. Are they that big? Yeah. Are they the, they're the big ones. Okay, good, because that makes it easier to dig them up. I mean, it's harder to physically dig them up, but it's easier to transplant them. Um, what you're going to want to do is wait until each of these, the daffodils and the the surprise, the naked ladies, mm-hmm. um, die back about halfway. It's going to be maybe six weeks from now, maybe a month, just depends on how the weather goes. And at that point, you're going to want to very carefully dig up your clumps and separate your bulbs. But you want to sell them at that moment because that's the best time 
according to the folks at Britton Becky's, the, at the, the, the Heaths, the folks that are my bulb off, my bulb gurus, I should say, um, are, are, that's their opinion in the deep south. Because a lot of people want to wait until they're completely dormant. But my thought was, and I'm happy that they agree with me, that's the middle of the summer and it's too hot to do that kind of transplanting. So you want to, you'll be selling them probably in, in April or late April or May or so like that. When people can go ahead and plant them, they'll still have some leaves on them and then they will go dormant and then they will come back up when it's time for them to do that. Okay. Okay. Does that make yeah. sense? I hope you do well. I hope you yeah. take lots of pictures and lots of videos before you start digging, because I bet they're beautiful. <laughs> uh, we, with taking the pictures, I'm trying to identify the different clumps, mm-hmm. uh, because we've got dozens of varieties in the daffodils. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, we've got some spider lilies and some of the surprise lilies and... Um, well, if you start looking other, for, if you start looking time. for a catalog where um, things like daffodils are are named by variety with pictures, Brenton Becky's is a great bulb source, and also there is a National Daffodil Society that has a pretty good encyclopedia kind of thing. So, okay. have fun. You <laughs> will. Thank you. Good to hear from you. What a great project, and what lucky people shoppers and whatnot they're going to be at his local farmer's market um let's see david's in florence hey david yeah i think that's could be apple maggots what tell me how what tell me what's going on good morning Gordon. Hey. mom how are you i'm good how are you doing great okay so i must be the only one in in the state of mississippi that's got this problem but this is this has gone on the last I don't know, seven to ten years, and when the trees uh, start to to bloom out and, and put flowers on, then these flies, by the hundreds, just start swarming. And uh, one of the questions is, are they actually pollinating while they're swarming? And the next question is, uh, uh, are these apple maggots or are they the saw, I think they call them sawtooth or saw moth flies? Because uh, well, they're ruining the plums. Yeah, I was going to ask you if you had any other fruit. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, just, um, just just plum trees. They they look like they they look like they could be actually be either one. Their head's a little bit not quite round enough to be apple maggot, but then they don't always all look exactly the same. I'm not an insect That's identification right. specialist. What I'm interested in is what happens after this. In other words, do, the, do your do your trees set fruit? Do you um, do you get any pollination at all? What what happens? Okay, so so I do get I get small tiny plums, bunches of them. And about halfway through the growth, there's there are these little holes. They all come that start out. Start appearing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And you're. you're so in... anyway, I did spray. I did spray. I went to the mm-hmm. uh, local garden center and I did spray Bonide fruit tree spray. Mm-hmm. And I did that right before the bloom. So I guess another question would be is. 
do I spray them again when they start putting on small plums? Any of the, or do I go to a different product? No, any of the fruit tree sprays that you buy like that should be combination products, and they should actually have a schedule on on their label, or you know how their label folds out on the back usually. Um, That's right. You, or you can go online and get that because there is a specific regimen for spraying both apple and plum trees. You're not the only person that gets these problems. That's why there's fruit tree spray on the shelf at the garden center and they're so predictable right. here it's why a lot of people just have given up growing peaches at all because the the the, right. the critters are so predictable and so much more devastating in most cases so it, okay. it for example if you were grow if you had a commercial peach orchard and you had a you knew every year you were going to have to spend more and more money controlling the insects you might not want to do that for sustainability reasons, but you certainly wouldn't, wouldn't want to do that for your pocketbook because eventually the peaches are going to cost more than your market can pay. So that's, right. that's, a, that's it's, right. it's all a balance, you know. But I would suggest that you read that label. There's also stuff, of course, at msucares.com. The Cooperative Extension has good calendars for, for fruit tree sprays at their website, and I'd do it and see what happens now. The other thing, of course, is to figure out if – these things are nesting somewhere nearby. If there is any, um, if if there's woods, you know, within a football field of where your apples are, you may be finding that that the critters are actually over there just waiting for your trees every year. That does happen. That's right. So That's you right. may end up needing to do it. Sounds like what they're doing. Okay. Well, you may end up you, when you find that spot, you may end up doing a little treatment there too. But right now, it's important to get your trees on this this schedule so that you can see what they are capable of doing. Okay. Okay. Okay, Gordon. Let me hear from you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate it. Okay, thank you. I just, there's nothing like fresh plums. Come on, y'all. We want, we want David to succeed. We picked up a few yesterday, and they they look delicious. I haven't gotten into them yet, but mm-hmm. they're so juicy looking. Um, and if anybody is looking, if you haven't grown your strawberries, the, the the shipments have arrived at the farmers markets around, and they are delicious. We've eaten a couple of trays of them already. I feel like I've indulged a little too much. I, um, I will share with those of you who who know me well enough, and thank you so much for doing that. I will indeed be leaving Wesson and traveling farther south next Saturday, headed into the land of strawberries and crawfish. <laughs> so it's, it's ready. It's going to be a nice trip. It's time, you know. Now, the weather is going to turn colder, which actually works in my advantage, because it can, it, 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 to all of our advantage, because it can actually get too hot to be harvesting, and I'm, hap- I'm hopeful that that will not be happening. So that's really great. Let's see. Um, oh, yeah, Ray and Clinton. Hey, Ray. Hope you all are well today. Ray says that, uh, the, yes, indeed, like I said, the sweet olives are leafing out, and he wanted to know if he should fertilize them. This is a fine time to fertilize them. I don't have any problem using, and at th- this year, using just a, a general purpose shrub and tree food on, um, the, on, on things like this because we want them to go ahead and nourish these brand-new leaves. Ordinarily, I might say, I might tell you to pick, a, pick your poison, so to speak. You know, you may want to encourage more flowers or you may want to encourage more leaves. This year, there's not much question. We want to encourage more leaves. So go ahead and give them that opportunity, if you would, please. Lyman in Monticello, is it too late to cut back muscadine vines? Probably, but depending on how much shade they're in or how much um, exposure they've had to the weather, go look. 
and determine if if they've already started to swell, if the buds have already started to swell, you're going to be kind of in a mess. But if they haven't, you could do a little bit of pruning. I might not do a whole lot of it. Uh, I wouldn't. I might not do all of that. Can I talk to Anna? Hey, Anna. Welcome in. Thank you for calling from Oxford, Anna. What's up? Hi, how are you? Good, good. Uh, did the uh, freeze affect you? I'm sure it did. Uh, yeah, to, an, us, to a certain extent. Here. Yeah, I, I lost a couple of my my really marginal things are, are just gone, but most everything else is simply starting over brand new. I have never seen my sweet olive drop every single leaf all at once, but they did, well, and well, now they're all leafing too. out again. <laughs> Now they're leafing out. I have, I have. Um, you mentioned naked ladies and moving them. Mm-hmm. Well, um, the park district took over part of my property in the front, and I thought, well, you know, they might mow here or something. So I dug them up and I put them in the back, and they seemed to be doing okay because um, they were only up about maybe mm, eight to ten inches. Mm-hmm. And I got these nice big clumps, and I stuck them there. So I'm, I'm hoping that they will even flower. <laughs> That's one thing. And then um, I have uh, two paper bush, and the uh, flowers were looking really great. And then we had the 48-hour freeze. They were okay. I thought, oh, they're going to live. And then we had the rain. Mm. And they seemed to get like a mildew on the, on the flowers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I assume that the flowers are, are gone for the year. Yeah, probably. I wouldn't be surprised. that they can. What happens with... A really a fragile flower like that, and the, too many changes. You know, we freeze and then we bloom, and then it's hot and then it's raining and all this stuff. There, it's just real common for them to get botrytis, which is a very you know, it's one of those fungi that's around and grows wherever it has the opportunity. So yeah, because then we got some sun. It got to be sixty and seventy, right, right. close to eighty. I mean, and pretty soon you've got really, a fungus laboratory going in your yard. You know. Yeah. And, and oh, you talked about tulips. Mm-hmm. Well, I have got. I put tulips in, oh, 20 years ago, because I came from the north. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> we thought tulips would grow here, but they, they didn't. Um, they just came up, and then they didn't do anything. I've got about four or five tulips that have come up with buds. Now, I haven't looked at them today, mm-hmm. but they have nice, big, chunky bugs buds in the center. So I'm hoping um, that they will actually flower. Probably. Um, I've had fl- flowers come up where I didn't even know I had put them. <laughs> I, I don't know that that's a function of age, but it might be. <laughs> I will tell well, you, ever since... Something to do with the weather. Ever, know, ever since I planted Retibita, the Mexican hat plant, at the foot of my driveway, which goes down to the street, and watched uh-huh. it move up the driveway until now it's at my back door, which is considerably... Oh. <laughs> it didn't. It, the rain didn't do this, you know. It's just one of those things that I know stuff moves around because I've watched it do it. So yeah, yeah. I have no well, problems last, endorsing that. Yeah, the last thing is we've lost half of our very large magnolia tree. My husband's mm. been out there trying to chop off the branches. I know it had a problem, but this last wind, it happened mm. yesterday, and it just half the tree came down. Well, I, I'm, I was counting my lucky stars this morning because about two miles south of me and about a half a mile north of me, 
gigantic trees came down in in the mess night before last now and across the street yeah. half of my neighbor's tree fell down in their yard so I'm, I'm counting my lucky stars and i'm also very happy that i have done the pruning and caring for them that they needed that i was capable oh, of doing oh, oh, over oh, time oh. but things do age and the wind has been just fierce you know it's, i have one more question sure uh, you talked about the chase tree the vitex mm-hmm. well about three or four years ago i took some cuttings off a vitex, which was in the wild, and and they grew, and they did very well. Now I've got um, uh, they're probably about six, maybe eight to nine feet tall. Mm-hmm. Should I really cut them back? Yes. I mean, obviously you don't have to, but if you want to cut them back, now's the time to do it. Yeah. How um, how much? About a third. Yeah. I take I take more than that, but I don't prune every year, so. Okay. Um, I'm I'm in the process of lowering the height of the whole thing. It got too straight up. It needed to be pruned yeah. back into a canopy, so that's what I did for it. Yeah, I'm not too familiar with this, this tree. It is a native, isn't it? Um, not exactly. It's 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 oh. it's escaped, <laughs> so, so. and it <laughs> okay, is invasive. Okay. It is invasive, considered invasive in in some places like South Florida, because it's actually the majority of the Vitex family is tropical. And this is the oh. one that is uh, that is subtropical, and then a little bit into a, above the, above that for us. That's why it's it isn't exactly a marginal plant, but it's a marginal plant given the way our weather has been changing in the last few years. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're in a somewhat secluded position because, well, you know, Oxford City is on a hill, and we're very close to the city, but we're just a little bit lower. So I think maybe either it's warmer. But I thought the cold air came down but yeah they seem to be okay that's all Um, i can say i was gonna say i think these days you just don't know (laughs) (laughs) thanks for calling thanks for talking to me anna tell the master gardeners in oxford hey okay okay appreciate you what a good bunch she has such a great garden and see i'm looking if anybody knows where i can get a paper bush y'all let me know anyway oh my goodness so much to talk about we will talk to bill we'll talk to Actually, we'll talk to whoever that was, and we will see what else is going on with Bill. I think he's got the pollinators that are in Florence. We'll talk. This is Weekend Gardening. By the river's bend. Think of all the comforts your family enjoys around your home. When you include propane appliances throughout your home, you can have even greater comfort from endless hot water to softer clothing and cozier heat on cold winter days. With an all-propane home, you'll also enjoy greater efficiency and energy savings compared to all-electric homes. Go to PERC.com and ask why propane. The answer will be clear. Energy for everyone. Propane. Visit MSPropane.com. Call toll-free. Welcome back. We're talking to Bob and his wife about doghouse living. Well, it's okay. Our doghouse is a double wide and two stories at that. Wow. An alternative for today's high-priced homes. Really? Try having your feet hang out all winter. Yeah, it's challenging. 
folks. Stay out of the doghouse by calling 811 before you dig. Let's make our goal zero damages, zero injuries. A devoutly religious person has an arresting encounter with Jesus and learns what it means to be born again. This week on The Lutheran Hour. Each Sunday morning at 7 on Super Talk 97.3. In the heart of Mississippi, there's a place built on tradition and memories. Come make yours at the hideaway at Reed's Estate. A nature retreat nestled amongst the pines is the hideaway, located near Brookhaven, boasts 400 beautiful acres to explore, curated venues, and lodging to host you and your guests. The hideaway is perfect for corporate events, family gatherings, weddings, and romantic getaways. Book your event with us today at The Hideaway at readshideaway.com. Garden Mama here for Lakeland Yard and Garden. Now is the time to get yourself to Lakeland Yard and Garden for the largest selection of patio furniture, outdoor indoor living areas, umbrellas, replacement cushions, and beautiful fountains and stepping stones. You'll even find Komodo Joe grills and collegiate gift items. The expert staff members at Lakeland Yard and Garden will be happy to guide you through their large nursery stock of bedding plants, perennials, tropicals, and more. While you're there, be sure to get your topsoil or mulch sold by the bag or in bulk. Lakeland Yard and Garden even offers local delivery. Lakeland Yard and Garden, growing your way and serving you for over 40 years. Stop by or call today, located at Lakeland Drive and Airport Road, 601-939-7304, online at lakelandyardandgarden.com. Listen to your garden mama now. It's Lakeland Yard and Garden Center for all your gardening needs and a whole lot more. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a master tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. If you're about to start a project or remodel with wood, you need to think Miller Lumber in Richland. Since 1953, we've built a solid reputation of supplying quality wood at a lower price, like Western Red Cedar and Cypress Lumber, as well as a wide variety of patterns in pine, cedar, and cypress. Shop Miller Lumber for the best price new pine flooring and treated lumber in town. Miller Lumber, 551 Old Highway 49 South in Richland. Visit MillerLumberSales.com, 601-936-7099. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th and Gold Sports Cafe. Homestyle plates full of catfish, shrimp, and rib tips, just to name a few. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, hard to break into because it's just so much fun I, I, I'll never ever no matter how many times I try I'll never be that good <laughs> and that's kind of fun that's why we listen to other people picking and grinning as they say welcome into weekend gardening thank you so much for being here and what a great question 
I don't know who it is, but it is uh, Central Mississippi, Newton County. So we're just going to call this Newton Asks. The soil test came back extremely alkaline, low nitrogen, low potash. So besides triple 13 to dress up my soil, what can I do to raise the acidity for my tomatoes? First of all, you can put down the triple 13. Control yourself. Put down the triple 13. It's not going to help with the acidity. It's going to be more alkaline. And it also has too much of one thing and not enough of the other (laughs) to grow your tomatoes. Okay, now, if you're talking about a field full of tomatoes, we're going to have to talk about some really big composting issues and some soil amending and several other processes that are going to probably take you a year to do. But if you're just growing a few tomato plants in a bed or even in containers, but in a bed in this case, which is probably where you got the soil test done for, what you need to do is use an organic fertilizer. An organic fertilizer from Espoma, from Dr. Earth, um, from from somebody who puts it in a bag with a name on it that says organic vegetable gardening fertilizer. The reason for, I'm telling you this is not just because I use it, and I do, and I like it, but because what you're trying to do is to form a more organic soil. You're trying to get an acid soil, and the way you get an acid soil reaction is with organic soil amendments with things like leaf mold and compost but you don't have to do that since you're not going to be amending your soil necessarily you've already got a bed probably while you're having the soil test done at that point all you need to do is fertilize the plants you will want to work some of this fertilizer into the area and you probably would like to do some other soil amending just to get the whole thing into a closer to neutral situation even for things like squash and and beans we don't we don't really want to grow those on the super alkaline side so but i'm i'm telling you the way to get to where you want to get the quickest is to use an organic fertilizer that's made for tomatoes or vegetables or whatever however you want to call it okay that's it's really a really good idea um oh yeah asparagus good questions y'all have got everything going on today hooray arlene and biloxi pick some asparagus that's really great i picked two spears this week myself <laughs> no it's not really an asparagus bed this is the old asparagus bed that was rejuvenated and, and made really well for a few years and it's just gotten I think this thing probably is 15, 20 years old because it was old when it was given to me. But it takes about five years to get them into production, and then they generally produce for about 10 years. For those of you who've had them longer than that, we're all jealous. (laughs) The rest of us are very, very jealous. Oh, my goodness. In coming up in the next hour, I know we'll have some more phone calls and your texts. We're also going to be talking about the questions that have come into the Garden Mama group on Facebook that people have put in without putting in a photo. There's only a couple of them this week. I'm trying to teach them to put photos, and that's how I do that. I also wanted to send a shout-out to my friends at uh, the Patreon Garden Mama community. Y'all are so great. I got some of the nicest notes this week. I don't know exactly what all I did that y'all liked, but I think the pile of all my prunings that I sent a video around about had something to do with it. So if you want to get in on that, get to patreon.com slash garden mama. You can see my debris in this particular case. It's a big pile. We're going to have a few fires here and there. Um, The fence didn't fall over. I don't know if I talked about Did I talk about that here last time with the winds coming? I was worried about that. It did not fall over. It is, however, 
leaning very far in one direction. And my neighbor has attempted to prop it up, but actually made it worse. So now it's really leaning. Anyway, wind is something. It is something. I have a question for you about all the geraniums that you see. That's one of my mother's favorite plants. Mm-hmm, she uses mm-hmm. them in staging quite a bit, and they're beautiful. And I know that they're, you know, you get a couple of years out of those, and they're pretty hardy. But what if is you're it, good, if, like your mother, right? If and so, what's the if at some point is it better to take them out of their original pretty solid size pot and move them if you want to keep them, you know, year after year, or are they better sitting in their their normal little home? I always think they're better in a container, but the reason is because the summer's too hot and need to move the pot into the shade. If you can protect the pot from the blasting sun of summer, which we love the spring sun, you know, they're out there on the edge of the porch or they're wherever they are, a nice, bright, sunny spot. But if you leave those geraniums there, they're going to get crisp in July. But pull them back a little bit. Keep them watered. They won't be blooming as much, but just keep taking care of them. And then as soon as the weather cools off again in the fall, they start up. Then they grow all winter, of course, because you can put them in the garage, put them in the house. You know, some people use them for Christmas decorating because they're covered in red flowers at that point. Why not? You know, but it's really a matter of beating that summer heat that that is the, the key to both the fuzzy leaf geraniums as well as the ivy leaf ones. The ivy leaf ones that are in the baskets are just beautiful on the porch, but it's going to get too hot for them. You need to put them to the back of the porch a little bit later in the summer. Nice plants, though. Geraniums are the number one Mother's Day flower plant, a flowering plant. In the same way that cut roses are the thing for Valentine's Day, more people buy geraniums for their mothers than any other plant. It's uh, if if I want to make my mother happy, I can go get a a nice Kimberly fern, uh, get her a geranium, and talk good about her roses, and that that's you know I'm in good. I'm she in has good. raised you well. Oh yeah, definitely. And then we go to Fannin and eat some fried chicken, and, and all it's a wonderful is good. day. Yeah, but uh, she didn't want me to tell you her roses are looking great. Is there anything this time of year? She hasn't really trimmed them or anything, but they're really healthy. Looking. Looking. Is there anything special? If they needed to be pruned, it, she would know it and she would do that. Okay. I've already pruned mine, but I did have some that leafed out even out, as I pruned them, and they still had some dead sticks at the top of some of the branches that I thought were going to leaf out, and some of them didn't. So I've done a little bit more pruning of that. My biggest problem in the rose world is that my Peggy Martin rose fell over and has come up somewhere else that it's not convenient to put a trellis. So I haven't quite figured out what I'm going to do about that. But the rest of the roses look good. I do have a little bit of white fly that I did not expect. I think it's because the foliage in the roses was tight enough that it stayed warm enough. I didn't think I'd have any bugs this early, but I do have those. Used a little spinosad soap on them, um, and they're, I'll do that again at eight-day intervals but they'll they'll go on away they'll go somewhere else they're not going to ever go completely away but they'll go somewhere else which will work out for us oh that's nice well now let's see this one though the leaves are damaged um from on the bay laurel yeah mine looks kind of like that too your tree is a whole lot bigger than mine they will eventually fall off But I do want you to do what I have done, which is to go in and and see where it is that it's green under the bark. Use a little knife or your thumbnail or something to to, because then you will you can prune the top part off. In my case, I had burned tips that were completely dead. I clipped them off and I'm already seeing a little bit of growth coming up at the bottom. It's going to be slow, though. 
because they were damaged and uh, not it, I, I probably should have harvested more bay leaves right before it froze, but I didn't think about that. <laughs> you can't think of everything. That's why we're gardeners. There's always another season. There's always another plant to enjoy. And in this case, there's another hour of weekend gardening. Welcome to Doghouse Living. Our guest is Bob and his wife, Jenny, who started this craze. Well, you know, while digging, I hit a gas line and blew up our house. Well, Bob, I am just blown away. No pun intended, of course. Why wouldn't you just call 811? So, the takeaway, folks, to stay out of the doghouse, call 811 before you dig. Let's make our goal zero damages, zero injuries. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money. But they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. What if there was a paint that could awaken something as old as that Rip Van Winkle guy? Hey, what? Because it could adhere to the most weathered exteriors and completely restore its youth. Hey, there's hair on my head again. If a paint could give any time-worn surface stunning new life, is it still paint? Regal Select Exterior from Benjamin Moore. Paint like no other. Seabrook Paints in Jackson and Ridgeland. Visit SeabrookPaints.com. Having any electrical problems? LaValley Electrical Services. We install new switches, breakers, relays, and Kohler generators. LaValley Electrical Services. We handle new lighting fixtures, ceiling fans, electrical outlets, and LED lights. LaValley Electrical Services. 601-228-9969. 601-228-9969. That's 601-228-9969 or online at LaValleyServices.com. That's LaValleyServices.com. Your home for Ole Miss Sports. WFMN Flora Jackson. Super Talk, Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. 601-345-8090. I'm Caleb Sailors, and you're listening to Super Talk, Mississippi News. Legislation that would ban the direct sale of electric vehicles in Mississippi is headed to Governor Tate Reeves' desk. Senator Jeremy England says many of his colleagues who voted for the bill were looking out for their individual districts and not the state as a whole. What we saw happen in that in the chamber yesterday was a lot of my colleagues that were looking at their individual district and looking at their relationships with their individual automobile dealers and how they interact with their community and not looking at statewide policy. Because policy-wise, this just was not a good decision. England contends that car dealerships would not be negatively impacted if EV manufacturers were to sell directly to consumers. 
saying that we're worried about them going away or that we're worried about their their model being harmed, but it's coexisting in other states. And the current average price for a gallon of regular fuel in Mississippi is now $2.95, with the cheapest gas being found at the Hickory Flat Quick Stop at $2.56 per gallon. Hey, it's me, Gus the Gopher for Atmos Energy. Being a gopher, I like to dig. That's what us gophers were born to do, along with eating plants, taunting groundskeepers, and listening to bluegrass music. And I especially enjoy digging around the yard. Occasionally, I bump into a utility line and I get a headache. Ouch! After all, they're hard to miss since they can be buried anywhere. But if you hit one with your shovel, backhoe, or ditch digger, you could cause a gas leak, disrupt service, or worse. Makes me shaking my paws just thinking about it. You can avoid all of this by calling 811 at least three business days before you or someone else digs in your yard to have those underground utility-owned lines marked. Calling 811 will help protect your property, and more importantly, you. It's free, and it's the law. You dig what I'm saying? For more on safe digging, visit atmosenergy.com slash 811. A Mississippi nonprofit is helping veterans across the state by providing funding for immediate life-sustaining needs. Pete Griffin with Fifth Squad says the program pays for things like utility bills and groceries. We require that the, the veteran provides us uh, documentation, uh, their, their DD-214, which is a piece of paper that all the military people get when they get discharged from the military. They have an honorable service classification on their DD-214. Uh, then they provide us with their bill. We don't give any money to the veteran. We pay the electric bill or the landlord or... Uh, we have a Walmart pickup system that we use, and we, we do all of that directly to them. We don't give any money to the veteran. And they were able to reach over 100 Mississippi veterans last year. Stay up to date with all the latest Mississippi news by signing up for our free newsletter at supertalk.fm forward slash newsletter. Sports Mississippi, I'm Dixon Williams. Today is the end of the regular season, the Southeastern Conference. Ole Miss will finish the regular season at Missouri this afternoon. 2.30 is the tip-off there. 2 o'clock is the airtime on the Ole Miss Basketball Network. Mississippi State will be at Vanderbilt tonight to finish out the regular season. 7.30 tip-off there. 7 o'clock is the airtime on the MSU Basketball Network. The Southeastern Conference Basketball Tournament gets underway on Wednesday. The Southern Miss Golden Eagles, winners of the Sunbelt Conference regular season championship and the number one seed will open play in the Sunbelt Conference Tournament in Pensacola today against South Alabama. 11.30 will be the tip-off there. And then on Monday, the winners of the 2023 Howell and Gillum Trophies will be announced at the Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame at luncheon at the Golden Moon Casino and Pearl River Resort on Monday. This is Supertalk Sports Mississippi. People of Mississippi, it's time you get the benefits you deserve. If you're eligible for both Medicare and Medicaid, there's a local health plan just for you. Shared Health Dual Plus, a dual eligible special needs plan with more benefits, like a $2,500 yearly allowance for over-the-counter items and groceries, a $600 yearly allowance for utility bills, a $5,000 yearly allowance for dental care, and shared rewards. All access on one easy-to-use card, plus 
more. Call 855-413-8769, TTY711, or visit SharedHealthMS.com. Pay Dr. Portrayal. Shared Health Dual Plus is an HMO DSNP plan with a Medicare contract and a contract with the Mississippi Division of Medicaid. Enrollment in Shared Health Dual Plus depends on contract renewal. Shared Health Mississippi, Inc. does not discriminate on the basis of race, color, national origin, sex, age, or disability in its health programs and activities. Benefit limits and exclusions may apply. Check the plan's evidence of coverage or details or give us a call. Baseball action on Friday, so the Ole Miss Rebels take on Maryland again, this time in the Cambria Classic in Minnesota. Completely different ball game from last Friday's ball game in Oxford. Ole Miss claimed a 5-1 win over the Terrapins yesterday to move to 8-2, and two, and they will take on Minnesota tonight, 7 o'clock first pitch, 6.30 airtime, the Ole Miss Baseball Network. Then they'll play Nebraska on Sunday with a 1 o'clock airtime, the Ole Miss Baseball Network. Mississippi State and Ohio State were battling each other back and forth for the first couple of three innings, and then Ohio State took an 8-1 lead, then an 8-2 lead, went to the bottom of the ninth inning and held on for an 8-3 win over the Bulldogs. Ohio State wins 8-3 over Mississippi State who falls to 6-4. and four. They will play Oklahoma this afternoon at 1 o'clock, 12.30 airtime, and then Cal on Sunday with a 10.30 airtime. The Southern Miss Golden Eagles took a 4-3 to three win over Dallas Baptist. They'll play again today and tomorrow. This is Super Talk Sports Mississippi. With your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mama's on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Hello, hello, hello. What a beautiful spring. No, actually, it's not quite yet. Sure is nice weather, isn't it? My goodness. So few things to worry about. Yes, it's going to get cold again. Don't fool yourself if it's not a warm, if it, if it is a warm soil plant, this is not the time to plant it unless you're getting it ready to put out in the garden in six weeks, which is fine. You can start things inside right away. But right now, there's a lot of things you can plant. There's flowers, there's vegetables, and of course, shrubs and trees and perennials, particularly. I'll be talking about perennials next Saturday, March 11th. In Wesson, it buds and blooms at 1 p.m. They are having the best lineup of speakers. I say that because I'm on the lineup. But but they're having the best speakers all spring long. <laughs> I'm giving everybody else props, too. So I appreciate that. I look forward to being there. It's going to be fun. It always is fun. It buds and blooms. The You need more space and more time. That's all it is because you want to bring home so much stuff when you go there. Thanks to those of you who reminded me this morning. I've gotten a couple of texts already. Okay, what was the story? What was the story? Newsletter subscribers, that's all things Garden Mama Weekly, comes out on Friday. You get them there's several different ways. If you want to know more about getting into the newsletter world, get in touch with me, mamaonair at yahoo.com, and I'll send you a copy of it, and I'll send you some information about how to join the happy group of subscribers that we have such a good time. But I, I have to admit, I, I did tease a good headline. I like to tell you about what today's news is going to be like, and ordinarily I do it in the first hour, but today I decided actually to save it, and several people have already texted me and said, well, what is it? What is it? If you crossed a gecko with an inchworm, 
What would the robot do? What? Yes, that's right. That's the question today. From the University of Waterloo, it is a teeny tiny little robot, another one of our favorite things that can help doctors, particularly performing surgeries, reaching places, getting to things. But this is the gripping power of the gecko along with the locomotion of an inchworm in this little tiny robot. This is so clever. When we realize that the natural world holds the answers and we as human beings have the job of translating those answers into usable tech, it's one of our missions on this planet, let's face it, is to figure out what to do with all this stuff and how to get it to all work better in our all of our behalves. This is the first time that a holistic, soft robot has climbed up on inverted surfaces. This is a big deal. We can now do this. And they're very clever looking. But I don't have a name for them. If you would like to name them, you let me know. I like particularly that they are untethered. Although that does tell you that they, if they're untethered, they could get away and, you know, you might be living with one for a while. But we'll, we, we shall see. We shall see. Goes up the vertical wall and across the ceiling without being attached to its power source. Very cool. I like it. This and many other bits and pieces of information come to you from me. <laughs> and in this case, on the ceasefire text line, which, of course, you can join in on 601-879-4395. Brian from Louisville says that he wants to know when he can transplant his sunflowers. It's too chilly yet. The soil's too cold. But because I can see what they look like, you were kind enough to send me pictures, I would get them into some larger containers because your stems are wimpy. You need them to be closer to the light and they need to be in a slightly larger container at this point so that you can make that happen. But uh, it's a nice setup. I like it. I'm, I'm, I love, love, love to see seed setups because it, it tells me that you're busy doing stuff that's going to turn into something later. You know, I I used to uh, say, keep on growing. Well, I've gone simpler. Now I just say, grow something. You know? <laughs> just grow something. I don't care what it is. Just we need to get work. a T-shirt made up for that. <laughs> right across your grow chest. Something. Grow yeah. something. <laughs> we, can, we can do that. We can do that. Oh, I had no idea. You know, things, things just slip past you. Um, remember Hurricane Dorian back in 2019? That was before the pandemic. Nobody remembers anything from before the pandemic, I'm afraid. At any rate, the, the Grand Bahamas were banged up badly, and the endangered Bahama warbler, already an endangered bird, they can't find. Maybe just on one island, maybe, but they're having a rough time with this. They're, I'm telling you, this is the coolest thing that can happen. It's terrible. But when it comes to people that are concerned about endangered critters, if they can find that it has existed and continues to exist on this one island, even if it was on two before, if it's on one, they can do a lot of work to preserve the species. And it's very important. It comes from the same team that has found the last living Bahama nuthatch bird. So they're spending a lot of time in the Bahamas. This is a little gray and yellow bird with a long bill that had been found on Grand Bahama and Abaco in the Bahamas. But now um, the the pine forest is just about gone between the storms and urban development. It is it's really been a mess. So they are they are literally 
glad to have found any, and now they can work to restore habitat and obviously keep us so we have a few more of these lovely birds. Really very, very important. Talking to you today about things from the duh. You should have known this already file. I have one for you that I've been holding on to for a couple of weeks because I just haven't been able to get myself equipped to talk about it. But, yep, that's right. Didn't we know this? Isn't this in the duh file? Have you ever seen the pizza rat? Have you ever seen the video of the rat crawling out of the dumpster in New York City holding the entire slice of pizza and running down the sidewalk? I mean, come on. Here's the research. Now, this is, this is, this is research. It took three institutions to get involved with this, and one of them was Harvard, and another one is Princeton, to tell us that rats will trade initial rewards for long-term learning opportunities. In other words, taking more later. Of course they will. That's why they don't come tear up everything all at once. That's why they know where the pizza is in the dumpster. They're going to go back and get it. Ugh. Didn't we know this? These are the most opportunistic. Why else would a rodent jump onto a ship and go across the ocean if they didn't know there was going to be a better reward at the end? Okay, because clearly the conditions may have been great for them, may not, but there has to be some sort of optimism there to send them across the, the world like that. We've ended up with an awful lot more rats in a lot more places than we thought. And in fact, there's a reason why they say, the expression, like rats from a sinking ship, they're, they're opportunistic. They're going to trade that handy thing for the reward later of getting off of the sinking boat. Okay, come on. We knew this, didn't we? Didn't we know this? Have you people never had rat problems? Come on. Yeah, I know. Mice and rats are not the same. I know. You may not, but I do. Anyway. If people uh, listening today haven't seen all of the different uh, gifts for the New York City Pizza Rat, please spend a minute or two going through that. There's some great gifts for the Pizza Rat of New York. They wanted to vote him for president in 2020, apparently. I'm, I'm, so, yeah. Apparently they yeah. did, yes. Apparently they did. Um, that that was the same year, I think, that the guy was running in his entire world was the rent is too blank high. Okay, and that's true because the rent is too high. But on the other hand, he didn't have any more chance, I don't think. But anyway. Interesting phenomenon, but we knew that they were going to do whatever they do based on the long-term benefits, okay? We, we, we humans need to think that way sometimes because that, and that's why we plant seeds, okay? That's why we decide that, for example, I've already decided if I can't find a paper bush, I'm going to go and root one. Well, that's going to take four or five years to turn into a tree, I'm obviously very optimistic if I'm going to do that, but why not? Why not? Come on. We've got plenty of time and lots to do. So we all we always hope we have plenty of time. But I have to tell you this one, though. This is another one that I've been holding on to because I felt like it was something that we needed to know. But I don't even know how to interpret this one. University of, of Copenhagen, is. this is like the, the day that I learned recently that there are tunnels underneath Iceland. Well, I didn't know that. There's tunnels underneath Greenland where where this whole water business, the whole ocean and the flow and the rise and the sea level and all that stuff is much more compromised even than in the towns in South Louisiana where they're moving people off of the water that has become their home. 
you know, that they used to live there. Now they can't because there's water that's actually going on. But in this case, I had no idea that the Greenland ice sheet is so enormous. I knew it was enormous, but it actually makes up nearly half of all the fresh water in the northern hemisphere. I did not know that. Now, I knew it was melting, but I didn't realize that this was the biggest one and that the, the it was actually melting faster than we thought. They, you remember those projections they came out with about five years ago and we all thought, oh, that sounds terrible, but it's, it's a long time away. Well, it turns out they were a little bit on the short end. They needed to get a little closer to real time. The tunnels beneath the ice is where the meltwater goes. And then it goes to to the edges of the channel through these melted melted tunnelways underneath the ice. They have found that the design of these, which, by the way, in case you need the name, is subglacial drainage pathways. It actually affects the movement of the ice above. So when you see that stuff fall, sometimes it's because of its own melting, but sometimes it's because the stuff underneath it in another tunnel somewhere already discharged water. And there's nowhere else for it to be. Isn't that something? So we know now more than we wanted to know, I think. They're poor at diverting the water away. And then at that point, the pressure at the bottom happens and the ice and the water really start messing with each other. That's where we see the change in sea level. That's really something. Goodness gracious. On the uh, coming in now on the ceasefire text line. Oh, sure. You can absolutely do that. I want to grow um, some tomatoes. Can't till up the yard, but should I plant them in large pots or in the potting soil bag? You will see some potting soil bags that are big and have a design on them intended to be planted directly into them. They work great. The biggest problem with them is that because they don't have any support on their sides, you need to either put something, they'll flatten out on you in a heavy rainstorm and knock your plants over. Gee, you think I've seen this? I think I've seen this. So you have to kind of give them a little bit of an edge of something to hold them together or put three or four of them close to one another and they'll help each other keep from going too flat. Or you can grow them in big containers. Yes, absolutely. I have uh, already set aside one five-gallon pot that I'm going to grow one cherry tomato in. I'm not going to plant anything else in it, so I've put it aside and put the cage on it. I can't I can't use that soil. I can't get to anything else. It's waiting. But it's waiting. I'm not putting that out there yet. Do you uh, are you an advocate of growing things hanging upside down like the I've seen tomatoes done that way to keep them, you know, the gravity pulling them down and growing almost like the topsy turvy kind of thing you'd see on TV but yeah. in a you know in a in a you know 5 gallon bucket it's too much uh, trouble too much trouble yeah <laughs> for I've me. never done it that's no, what I was No I mean it's too much trouble for me it, it it's like growing in Sure, you can absolutely do that. I've been, I've seen it, been there, you know, helped people with it. But the upside down tomato thing is kind of like the upside down Christmas tree to me. That's fine. It's just not mine. And yes, if you if you have if you have something you can hang something that big from, why not just get a great big basket and grow a tomato and not just let it fall out the basket? You know, um, I think there's a lot of choices about it. And the people who really, really, really like their topsy-turvy arrangement really, really, really like it. And they're hollering at me right now because they're listening. But I got to tell you, that's a very small amount of soil for the tomato. You know, it's just this one little piece. And if 
if I was going to grow something upside down, it'd probably be flowers just because it'd be more entertaining. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. But, yeah, grow them in the potting soil bag or grow them in some large containers. You're right to want to get them out to where the sun is. And, of course, you've got to be able to water them. You will also, even if they're in bags or if they're – you may you may be getting the uh, – the planter bags that are the the ones you plant in or the ones that are fabric containers. You may be using those. You still want to use some mulch on the top of the soil that you put there because it's going to help ameliorate the water and and keep the whole thing from heating up too much, which, believe it or not, it will do. (laughs) Have you been in my yard? My goodness, this is a good question. My sweet olive tree has gotten out of hand. Should I cut the top back? Yeah, if you can reach it. This is the time to do it. I would, I, and it would be beautiful shape just a little bit. I wouldn't take a whole lot off, but I can see that it's much higher on one side than the other because of the house being there. I mean, the tree got bigger than that space, but and so yes, I would probably, I would probably take off a couple of the ones that are lower, and um, then go up if you if you can reach it, go up and turn the whole thing into a slightly more rounded canopy because it would be prettier that way. And you'd get more flowers because then you'd have more sunlight into the lower branches. And let's face it, that's why we grow sweet olive. We grow we grow sweet olive because we like the way the tree looks. It's a beautiful evergreen until it all knocks off <laughs> like this year. But we also want those flowers. So that's um, that, that's really, really important. Okay, let's see. Oh, this is here's a good question. Um, turf is a good idea. Hmm. Let's see. We are building a large vegetable garden. I say congratulations. The path in between the rows is three feet wide, I think is what that's telling me. What's the best way to cover the path? Hardwood shredded bark, hardwood chips, or a turf, and what should it be? Really depends on what you want to pay for it. Um, This is where I use the pine straw that falls out of my neighbor's tree. Because it doesn't decompose as fast as the barks do. It makes a lovely path. And I don't want it in my flower beds because it doesn't decompose fast enough. I like to have the mulch decompose and in a couple of years be able to turn it under into the soil, which is what keeps the soil healthy and keeps everything growing. But in this case, I want the pine needles in the path because they're not going to decompose so quickly. I would probably line the path first with some landscape cloth just to keep the weeds from coming up. And then I'd put down something I would like to see you use. If if you want to plant turf, that's one thing, but then you got to mow it. So I'd rather see you use something like a, a larger size bark as long as you can walk on it or my favorite, old pine straw. Okay? Okay. More of your questions, more of your texts, and, well, <laughs> more of me. This is Weekend Gardening. your family warm and comfortable all winter long propane can do that as your local propane supplier we want to help with your winter preparations 
such as safety inspections and making a plan for winter deliveries. Enjoy a warm and worry-free winter. Give us a call today. Energy for everyone. Propane. Leading a clean energy revolution, propane is not only the cleaner choice for today, it is the right choice for tomorrow, too. To learn more, visit MSPropane.com. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money, but they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Green Home AC Systems. <laughs> Are you feeling it? <sighs> The new degree of comfort. Hello, my name is John Merrill, the owner of Amada Senior Care. We're your local trust advisor for senior home care. We provide experienced caregivers for your loved ones so they can remain in their home. Just like you would care for your loved ones, our employees provide assistance with their personal care needs. As your trusted senior advisor, I can help your family navigate the long-term care insurance process. Just call me, John Merrill with Amada Senior Care, for your free in-home consultation, 601 864-3752. Are the trees and shrubs running your yard instead of you? Let the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros take out your problem limb by limb. Baroni's Tree Pros is your complete tree, shrub, and stump removal service. No job is too big for the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. And with our superior cleanup, you can't go wrong. Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. That's 601-345-8090. Or online at baroniestreepros.com. That's Baroni's Tree Pros. Are you ready for a hometown weekend? Head over to downtown Laurel, March 11th and 12th. Join us for a Mississippi-made arts and crafts festival, live local music, and the grand openings of Scotsman Snow and Laurel Mercantile Scent Library. Don't miss the watch party for the newest episode of HGTV's Hometown and a special appearance by the cast. We'll see you in America's hometown, March 11th and 12th. Visit laurelmercantile.com for more details. What if there was a paint that could awaken something as old as that Rip Van Winkle guy? Hey, what? Because it could adhere to the most weathered exteriors and completely restore its youth. Hey, there's hair on my head again. If a paint could give any time-worn surface stunning new life, is it still paint? Regal Select Exterior from Benjamin Moore. Paint like no other. Seabrook Paints in Jackson and Ridgeland. Visit SeabrookPaints.com.
happy to tell you that I do not spend a great deal of time looking at myself. And in fact, the two hours that I am here on supertalk.tv is about the longest that I have to see myself (laughs) at any point during the week. So I was particularly tickled to find out that hair streaked with gray is suddenly popular. People are actually doing this. I've been waiting for mine to go completely silver for years, and it probably won't. But I was very surprised to see mouse brown and and gray is turning out to be. I thought, aren't we just making use of what we've got? Doesn't everybody have this? It's like, come on now. Fun stuff. Y'all are so sweet to me. It's really great. Be sure that if you are at the Brookhaven Camellia show today, and if you're in the Brookhaven area, you should be there. Um, make sure that you go to the Mizell's Camellia Nursery folks there. Tell them it might be Mary, might might be someone. But anyway, whoever it is, tell them Garden Mama said, hey, and I love you. So, <laughs> And buy some camellias, by the way, because every garden needs more than they have already. Hey, that, I was just digging in on the, the National Camellia page, oh, which is there's the, some, the there's Brook, some people now. The Brookhaven one is, is linked right there. It's, it's amazing how, yes, how big, big a group they're that big. Is. And, and I wanted to say, whoever was just calling a minute ago while I was trying to get us out of break, please feel free to call right call back. Again. Yeah, come on back. Triple eight eight zero eight eight six three seven. We appreciate you. Then, of course, on Saturday, I will be um, at Buds and Blooms, which is going to be just so much fun. And I've got really just a couple of questions that have come in on our uh, Garden Mama group. The, the Most people have started to learn now that we really do need to give ourselves the opportunity to put in a picture because it gets your post made there. But the couple of folks that who didn't happen to do that already, one of them wanted to know about mistletoe. He sees it in the, the tree and in what what should I be doing Nothing at this particular point, actually, because there's not much to do. If you want to take it out and you can see it, pruning is the answer. But pruning's not easy at that at that height. So that's the first thing. Let's see. Um, oh, this is a good question. The garden, the big vegetable garden that's coming in and has the uh, paths in it, they want to use half of it next fall. So they want to kill the weeds there. Should they put in a cover crop? Or should they put down plastic? Well, actually, you can do both because the whole point of a cover crop, and this is their other question, is what do you do with a cover crop? You sow the seeds, and then when they're about three inches tall, you till them into the soil because that in turn puts a nice hefty load of nitrogen into the soil, feeds all of your microbiota that are in there, and helps you get it ready for the next point in time that you're going to plant. You also, though, at that point, after you till in the cover crop, you can put down clear plastic because it's going to be warm enough in just a few weeks to begin that process. The problem with putting black plastic over soil and then taking it off in the fall and planting it is, first of all, it's going to still have weeds that have grown under there, but it's also anaerobic, and it's not going to be as good for the soil as having the sunlight get to the soil through clear plastic will kill more weeds and also help keep the soil a little bit healthier for you. Okay? Okay. Good good questions. Y'all are all good questions today. Charlie in Clarksdale wants to know how to prevent squash vine borers. Well, here's the problem. Um, it, it It is, in fact... A, a pest. They are a pest. They're going to be there, and oftentimes you don't even know you have them until you look out one day and the entire 
four-foot-wide squash plant has collapsed. So how do we prevent that? First of all, we prevent it with a, a thing called floating row cover. That's a, a white fabric that you get at the garden center or the co-op, um, and, and you put it over the squash plants so that, frankly, the mother moth doesn't see them and can't lay eggs on them. That's the first thing. Grow on top of, grow, grow underneath floating row cover. Put the cover on top of the plants. Secondly, keep an eye out for those egg clusters. Once your squash has stems, you should be looking at it every day anyway because I want you to walk the garden and see everything. But you need to be looking for little clusters of amber-colored eggs that are very small. And they'll be in a, they'll be about the size of the cluster will be about the size of your little fingernail. And you want to get them off the stem because that's where they hatch and and immediately burrow into your stem and then eventually squash your plant. (laughs) Instead of having a squash plant, you have a squashed plant. So that's the way to do that. Let's see. Trey. Hey, Trey. Um, when, When am I coming to Greenwood Marketplace? That's April the 15th, and I'm really looking forward to it. I hope to see you there. Hope to see everybody there. Hope to see Trey there, especially, though, because I I didn't get to Tupelo this year. So all my friends in that area need to come to Greenwood and come visit. (laughs) Greenwood's a great town to visit. It's a lot of fun. And we mentioned Brookhaven in it. We were laughing about how beautiful of a place it is. Back years ago when I worked in the arts here, uh, one of the gentlemen I worked for was down in Brookhaven a lot. I was very fortunate to get to go down Mm -hmm. there and Mm -hmm. kind of just fell in love with the area. It's so pretty. Beautiful place. Great farmer's market, too, by the way. I don't think they're open yet, but great one. Let's see. The blueberries have bloomed out. Mine have, too. And, um, yes. Anyway, what do I I fertilize them with? Do do you fertilize them when? Yeah, I fertilize them, and I'm going to fertilize them this year. I'm just going to use basically an acid-forming fertilizer of some sort because I don't want to change the pH of their environment. In my case, it's going to be an organic fertilizer made for fruits and and nuts. But um, usually it doesn't really matter which one you use as long as your environment's already good in acid. I will say again, please don't use things like triple 13 and triple 8 when you're trying to maintain an acid soil because they don't help. And, in fact, they, they go against that particular process. Okay? Okay. Pretty blueberries, though. The flowers look great. I hope that the I hope they're going to make it. I don't think that they're going to be dis- disturbed by this next, uh, what might be the last cold snap, which we will have, of course. But I don't know how it's going to go. We'll just have to wait and see. You never can tell. Let's see. There was one other question in here. We'll let that pop up. Oh, tonight it's time for split searches. <laughs> what in the world does that mean? Well. The cold weather in December caught a lot of plants as well as people just off guard. And they're going to need to look down at the base of shrubs and, and small, particularly small trees. Big trees don't do it as much, but they can in a really rough year. But young trees and shrubs will often get a split at the ground level. And when that happens, they usually bloom beautifully, look great for a little while, and then they just stop. So pay attention to that. You'll, you'll be able to diagnose your own problem. Lynn is in Iuka. Welcome into Weekend Gardening. Thanks for calling about your camellia. Oh, good morning. Hi. Tell me what happened. Um, yes. Um, I'm in the northeast corner of the state in Iuka, and we had that 
sudden Christmas freeze mm-hmm. um, that caused two of my camellias just to go completely brown. I, I thought they were dead. It was a yuletide. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I had a pink fall blooming camellia in the same area that wasn't affected. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. they're about um, five feet tall and about five years old. And they're showing green like if you scratch the bark. Mm-hmm. But all the leaves are brown, mostly. Um, mm-hmm. What can I do to help them bounce back? Not much. <laughs> what really? I did to mine was to tip the... Pr- I did a little bit of tip pruning. I could find green under the stem. And so to stimulate whatever is going to happen, if it's five feet tall, I might take three or four inches off um, of each of the stems and and go ahead and let okay. it... try that, cause that and, and fertilize it, of course. Give it a little acid-forming fertilizer, and that will push it as hard as it needs to be pushed it it's probably going to take a while for them to recover yuletide is usually at its peak that's why it's called yuletide right there in the middle of december so it probably got hit a whole lot and it, it'll take a little bit to get over but they'll come back oh great great thank you and i have another quick question you were talking about the squash fine board mm-hmm. and covering them um, um well that covering them will that prevent any pollination no because by the time they're up and growing and blooming, you've taken the covers off. Okay. You know, okay. it's fine. All right, sounds good. Thanks Thank for bringing that up. I didn't mention that. Thank you. Appreciate it. Let's see. Where are we all? Where are we at? Time is good. Let's talk to Jody in Harrison County. Hey, Jody. Hey, Miss Nellie. How are you, sweetie? Real good. What's going on? Well, I was uh, wondering if it's too late for me to prune. My peach tree. Is it bloomed? Uh, no, ma'am. Okay. If the buds have not swollen up and it hasn't bloomed yet, I'm going to say it's okay. It's okay. iffy because we're right. late, but some, yeah. you know, yeah. this has been a crazy well, you year. Told me last time. Yes, ma'am. Well, you told me last time to kind of make a bowl out of it, mm-hmm. I think. Like a vase. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. All right, let me know how it goes, okay? I love peach flowers, by the way. They're so pretty. (laughs) Thank you for calling today. Yeah, that's. I should have mentioned that. You after the plants are up and growing, the mother moth has already gone on her way. She's just interested in young young squash plants to lay eggs on. So after they're up and getting ready to bloom and stuff, they're not around anymore. You can uncover them, and that'll allow the pollination to happen. Not that. Not that our pollinators might not get up under there anyway, but still, it'll it'll make you it'll make it work a little bit better. Can I use my old coffee grounds? Yes, um, it's fine on on acid loving plants. I just I don't want you to ever use anything exclusively like that. It's like the the ash from your fireplace. You can put an inch of that on top of your lawn. You don't want to use that on anything that's acid loving. In the case of coffee grounds, you can use some of them, of course, around your plants. But throw them in your compost. Throw them into your pile of leaves that's rotting behind the garage. They'll do more there and help to promote a better product down the way. But, no, I don't have any problem with that. I've, I've, I have, for years I have done consulting with individuals, and uh, I, I enjoy it. I have so much fun. But the funniest one that I've ever gotten asked, probably just sim- simply funny, was a war in an office, and the people who called me to consult were convinced that the people who were pouring the coffee into their plants every day were killing them. 
Well, they weren't necessarily helping, but the low light was what was killing the plants. So it was good that they called me so I could come and look at it and tell them that. They would stop fighting with each other and maybe make a few little, you know, put in a light bulb or do a few things to help with that particular situation. Interesting. Let's see. Um, 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 um. As a matter of fact, not that this is for me, but yes, I did know that those movies were um, shot a few miles from Greenwood. Um, <laughs> this is RJ and Carrollton. Hey, now. Let's see. Having trouble with moss and algae in and around my yard. I'm wondering what can I do or use to get rid of it. Generally speaking, we use garden lime, agricultural lime, to change the pH, which changes the way the moss grows. If it's real, real shady, though, you may want to be aware that if the lime kills the moss and algae, you may not have anything there, and it may turn into uh, an eroding or washing away kind of situation. So it just depends, you know, on, on what the problem is. I also have to always remind people that if you go to any of the the, the places where people sell individual things, you know, like uh, online and stuff, you'll find people selling moss all day long that you're trying to kill. So you may want to consider cultivating it and selling it to somebody else. It's always a thought. But lime will take care of the problem. Generally speaking, we will put a, put lime out right before it rains or we'll make a mix of it and drench the area with a lime and water mix. Either way. But, yeah, it can be a problem, particularly in the shade. And sometimes in the shade we actually need it there to hold the soil in place. If you find that it's in an open area, I would be willing to bet that there's more water in that space than whatever it is you wanted to be growing was, if it's a lawn or something, some ground cover or something. So you may want to do something about that, or you may also want to get a soil test just to see whether or not the whole area needs to be limed or whether it's just that one spot. You can have you can sometimes have your choice, you know. And as you can see... As I told you was going to happen, Lance, the music has changed, and the bumper we're about to experience is not a good bumper for today because the computer decided that it was going to be summer in the city. Y'all get to hear it for a moment. We'll just laugh about it. But we're we're trying to understand our computer, which takes over and puts in music that we don't want. <laughs> anyway. Oh, my goodness, 300 blueberries. How marvelous. I, I'm going to fertilize them just as soon as they get done blooming so that to help them set their fruit. Okay. You can do it at other times. If you are maintaining them with summer pruning, you might fertilize after that because that also pushes more good leaf growth and whatnot. Gives you the opportunity to um, have really healthy plants going into the next year's fruit. So either way, some people do both. But if you got 300 blueberry bushes... I'm probably going to be composting and not doing a whole lot of fertilizing. Sounds like a beautiful place, though. My goodness. All right. Let's pretend that it's my birthday in July. This is Weekend Gardening. In <laughs> cool town, meeting in the city. Dressed so fine and looking so pretty. Cool cat, looking for a kitty. Gonna look in every corner of the city. Till I'm wheezing like a bus stop. Running up the stairs, gonna meet you on the rooftop. Don't you know it's a pity the days can't be like the night? 
Hello, I'm Colonel Randy Ginn, Director of the Mississippi Highway Patrol. In 2021, MHP investigated 1,480 crashes involving commercial motor vehicles on Mississippi roadways. Many of those crashes could have been avoided. The MHP Motor Carrier Safety Division is partnering with big rig truckers to conduct safety checks across our state through the Troopers and Truckers Safety Initiative. The Department of Public Safety and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration are working together with one common goal, to keep our highways safe for everyone. Thank you and drive safe. We have one voice, the voice of agriculture. We have one job, growing the products you need every day. We have one mission, fighting for agriculture and rural Mississippi. We have you in mind, caring for your private property rights. We are the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, 100 years and counting. Become a member today at msfb.org. Pinnacle Motors, quality vehicles, affordable prices, and now Ed Sheds. 8x12 utilities to 16x40 cabins and garages available. Set to be wired, painted, and finished out if need be. Setup and delivery is free and financing is available. Your new go-to for Ed Sheds is Pinnacle Motors. Off Highway 471, the corner of Baker Lane and Vine Street in Brandon. Online at PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. That's PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. Your next garage, utility, building, or cabin is at Pinnacle Motors. We'll see you soon. For adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis, poor candidates for systemic or phototherapy, now there's SkyRizzy. Rizenkizumab Rizza, a prescription-only 150-milligram injection. With SkyRizzy, three out of four people achieve 90% clear skin at four months. And SkyRizzy is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Nothing in me go hand in hand. Nothing on my skin, that's my new play. Don't use if allergic to SkyRizzy. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. With SkyRizzy, you could achieve 90% clearer skin. Ask your doctor about the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis and visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKYRizzy to learn more. Be honest. If you had to choose between your phone or your boyfriend, which would you give up? Okay, now that he's gone, start using your phone to pay a checkout instead of swiping. With the Citizens Bank's new mobile pay, add your debit card to your phone's mobile wallet and pay with a touch. Who knew your phone was great with money? You made the right choice. Start using mobile pay from the Citizens Bank today. In your corner, member FDIC. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Celebrating our 40th anniversary at Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the Reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I like chicken. I like fish. I like hush puppies. I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events, but thanks to Two Men in a Truck Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need, a professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men in a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. 
Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no obligation estimate. Apparently, our computer has decided that we are with the Grateful Dead today. <laughs> We're going down that. That's fine. It's good. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. It's all out of my catalog. They didn't throw anything in that's not in my stuff. So that makes me happy. And yes, we are a little bit, <clears throat> well, possessive of our, of our music bumpers around here. Let's see now. Wonder where you are. Mature rosemary has no leaves and brittle stems. Tips. Post the freeze, though everything else is revived. Well, what was left of the one rosemary that I did have in the ground at, at my place, um, I think, has succumbed as much due to the water. These are Mediterranean plants, and they can, while they can take a dip into cold weather, they don't take it happily. But when the the cold water sits in their roots, we get more damage than if we did just on a cold day. So I would say if you're not getting any green underneath there, it's time to get a new rosemary, which I'm going to have to do myself. I hate to say it. I don't like giving bad news, but sometimes you just have to say what's what, and that's what's what. Um, muscadines, can you can you prune them now? Thank you, Ginger, on the Facebook group for asking about that. If um, If they haven't swollen up, and if if there's not if you just can't see any signs of growth yet, certainly do a little testing to be sure you don't have some nipped ends because those those canes can be they're hardy but they may have been damaged in the December freeze. Prune that part off certainly, and then do whatever else you must do to neaten them up. We're late for muscadines, okay. And in terms of planters, Laura asks a good question. She waits until spring break. And, of course, the problem with waiting till spring break is that it changes from year to year as to when it is exactly. But to put out the plants in her planters, I'm going to say put them in and it, because you want to get the ones that you want in there. But do be prepared to cover it up because it is going to get cold again throughout our area at least one more time. That's not I'm, I'm not making this up. This is not the old wives tale that i'm certainly capable of passing along to you but i'm what i'm telling you is that looking at the long-range meteorological forecast we have another cold another cold bite coming at us um let's see no um depending on where you live you should call a tree service in that area and they they'll just they'll help you. I don't I don't happen don't know where you are and I don't know what what services are available to you, but they're going to all be very busy. So be patient. And um, cactuses, sure. If if you've got the native cactus, you want to dig it up and plant it somewhere else. You should go right ahead. I have to tell you, I was looking at my good old Adam's needle yuccas and thinking just how tough they are. They have not been phased by the cold weather. They have beautiful new growth on them, what looks like will be big, tall stems coming up for flowers. They, they just look wonderful. And I'm happy to report that they, they are native plants. That's one of the reasons that we enjoy our native plants so much is because they're just resilient. 
they're, they're as used to being here as any of us are. <laughs> and it gives them a, a good leg up on not ever being as damaged as things can be in, in our gardens. Sometimes summertime's harder than winter around here. Oh, that's good. Sure, absolutely. How wonderful. They're two- to six-year-old plants, and there's a lot of pine straw. That's good. Selective pruning in July after they produce, that's good, and you can fertilize them then, yes, as I had said. That's great. I like a farm that comes with a bunch of blueberries. You know, one of the things that we don't think about all the time is how do we end up with more blueberries than something else? Well, we have many, many wonderful varieties that grow here, but we've had such such success with so many of them that we actually have weeks of blueberry harvest where other places don't. And that goes directly to our ability to commercialize them. It's been wonderful for us. Let's see. Um, that's, that's basically the same answer. Get in touch with a tree service in your area. Get in touch with your county agent. All of those places are in some cases, the cities themselves, but certainly the county agents and the tree services can help you with storm-damaged trees. Absolutely. I have been happy to see that the they're not native, but they're certainly well-adapted, we'll say. The little wild violets are in great plentitude. I was so taken with them when I first moved to my house that for a couple of years I dug them up rather than mowing them down and moved them into different parts of the flower beds. And now, of course, I have more than enough in all of those spaces. But they're quickly being accompanied by the wood sorrel, and the two can duke it out pretty well. So I encourage you that if you like the violas and you have any amount of sun, even just a little bit, give them give them the wood sorrel. Go ahead and dig the wood sorrel up over here, the, the ones that look like uh, three-leaf clovers. They don't look like four-leaf clovers. They look like three-leaf clovers. Dig those up and put them with it. It's a really carefree ground cover that will be there most all of the year. Not all year, but if it's under a tree, you don't you don't necessarily need to go in and try and plant a, a formal ground cover. You can use the things that are kind of found and put them to work. Now, I will say I'm keeping an eye on a lot of Confederate jasmine ground cover in some cases, it's a foot thick and still just as brown as can be. I don't know if it's going to leaf out or not. I'm happy that mine is not. The, the part that came over from my neighbor's yard seems to be dead. I'm hoping that it will be because <laughs> I didn't need any more of it. It covers up too much stuff already. But in the within hopes that it's not, I am going to cut it back a lot. I am uh, – that's – uh. Oh, that's interesting. Huh. Really interesting. Uh, flowering crab tree, you know, crab apple. You've, you've heard me talk about the one in my neighbor's yard that the, is too much shade and they never ripen. The squirrels just throw the fruit at me. Okay. But in this case, this is just beautiful. Lots of wind, um, way over 50 miles an hour in, in, in prolonged in North Mississippi. One of the things that I was reading about this week is that the low pressure north, north, north of us that's causing so much of the trouble for my friends, for instance, in Illinois, 
are that that low pressure is as low as what happens in when a hurricane is forming except this is in the midwest so yeah i think we are having winds that we're not accustomed to he says it's a surprise that uh that has any blooms left at all. Hopefully they got pollinated while they were there, but you just never know. Beautiful tree, though. Just lovely. Lovely, lovely tree. It's amazing what things can stand, isn't it? We're fortunate. They give us a lot of inspiration. Um, that that is absolutely the truth. I'm happy to tell you that we're, there. one more piece of information I have for you today it turns out that urban systems, urban gardens rather, are good for the urban ecosystem. Duh. How much did you get paid to study that? Can I get that one? I need a grant. Can I have that one? Come on. University of Texas at Austin. Y'all didn't know this already? Sure they did. <laughs> um, none of my cats are much lap, lap oriented. Most of my cats are windowsill sitters. They're always looking for something else. Red buds, oh, wait until the new growth is semi-hard to root that, okay? That's the best piece I can give you. Call me next week when we'll talk about it some more. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Lance. Put on your calendar next Saturday in Wesson at Buds and Blooms with me at at 1 o'clock, but I'll be here before that for more weekend gardening. Weekend Gardening with the Garden Mama is a production of TeleSouth Communication. Call toll-free. Welcome back. We're talking to Bob and his wife about doghouse living. Well, it's okay. Our doghouse is a double wide and two stories at that. Wow. An alternative for today's high-priced homes. Really? Try having your feet hang out all winter. Yeah, it's challenging. Folks, stay out of the doghouse by calling 811 before you dig. Let's make our goal zero damages, zero injuries. Get some green for spring with the newest promotion from the Mississippi Lottery. It costs nothing to enter. Just scan the green for spring QR codes on lottery play centers, retailer checkout screens, and TV commercials to get in on the fun. Mississippi Lottery insiders receive entry links by email. There are weekly cash prizes, and look for the special code on the back of Mississippi Lottery throws at the March 25th House St. Patty's Parade. Go to mslotteryhome.com slash promos for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAM-BLEO. Garden Mama here for Lakeland Yard and Garden to ask you, why do we garden anyway? Are you looking for a beautiful retreat where you can get away from it all? Seeking to reduce stress? To have a home you can really enjoy and invite friends over? Lakeland Yard and Garden is ready to help with your garden paradise. In addition to being a complete nursery, greenhouse, and garden shop, Lakeland offers patio furnishings, including couches, chairs, tables, and much more. Let the professionals at Mississippi's largest garden center help you get away from it all right there in your own backyard. Why do we garden? Because we love it. We love the outdoors, and yes, we too want to get away from it all sometimes. Lakeland Yard and Garden is celebrating 43 years of serving all your garden needs. We're growing your way at Lakeland Yard and Garden. Lakeland Drive at Airport Road. 
Mississippi Media Production.